You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and on today's show, we also have John Kegley, one of the original members of the show, on with us. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code On, and you can get 20% off your next order. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, and now this is our fourth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, we hope you enjoyed that interview yesterday with Ryan DeRude. We have another good show planned for you guys today. But first, let me just send a shout out to everyone who is checking out the show today for the first time. We very much appreciate you guys giving us a chance in a very exciting time for the Chargers. And also thank you to all of our loyal listeners for checking back in with us today as well, because we have a lot to get into. A lot of stuff that really links to the Chargers happened this week on Tuesday. So we're going to start with the fact that the Rams blocked their offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, from interviewing for the same job with the Chargers, according to Albert Breer. He also said they really value O'Connell and the job he did for them last year. But he also said that the line of communications remain open. So we'll start with that and also talk about what that means for Shane Steichen and Pep Hamilton. But after that, we're going to get into a couple of other things that still relate to the Chargers because Akron coach Tom Arth has emerged as a target for the Los Angeles Chargers staff, according to Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports. And also the Rams hired a defensive coordinator in Raheem Morris. So we're going to talk about maybe that gives the Chargers a chance and Staley to potentially poach somebody that didn't get a promotion to that job. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about a report from Adam Schefter saying that the Chargers are not going to bring back James Campen for 2021 in the fact that Brandon Staley is going to bring in his own guys. So we'll kind of talk about how the one-year James Campen experiment went. So let's go ahead and get into it. The Chargers have only made one coaching staff move so far since defensive coordinator from the Rams, Brandon Staley, signed on to be the Chargers head coach. And that was Frank Smith, the tight ends coach from the Raiders. But one of the guys that was most closely linked to him because of his time with the Rams was Kevin O'Connell, who's the Rams offensive coordinator. But we did get the report from Albert Breer that The Rams are currently blocking that position and blocking that move from happening because it is a lateral move. You'd be going from offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator. So Sean McVay does have a chance to do that. But David, obviously, this is something that is still a fluid situation as we see it right now. But obviously, there also was some interest there from the Chargers going after Sean McVay's offensive coordinator. Yeah, which kind of disputes some reports that were put out there that potentially the Chargers were going to force their offensive staff on Brandon Staley so that seems like that that's not exactly accurate but I mean you can understand why from O'Connell's perspective why he would want to take this move because yeah he's an offensive coordinator but he's really only that in title only he didn't call the plays this is very similar to Eric Bieniemy with the Kansas City Chiefs you know he you just don't know you know you know it was McVay calling the plays you know in Kansas City that it's Andy Reid calling the plays so with O'Connell I mean this would be a move I'm sure he would welcome he would actually be able to come over call plays and if he's able to execute at a high level maybe he can parlay that performance into a head coaching job of his own he is a young guy he's only 35 years old and I'm sure he's looking for an opportunity to put his stamp and put his body of work out there to see what that may turn into 
Yeah, I do think that was kind of the thought process was to bring in another guy that would get the opportunity to call plays with the Chargers instead of just standing next to Sean McVay and not really knowing what his contributions are. And like Ryan told us yesterday, there's been a recent example of that in Sean McVay's staff, and that was Matt LaFleur going over to be the Titans offensive coordinator and making that lateral move, which Sean McVay allowed, and he's not allowing it so far this time. But what that ended up leading to was him having a hot year with the Tennessee Titans. The next year, he becomes the Green Bay Packers head coach. So I think, you know, he would probably want to do that, Kevin O'Connell would, because that means, you know, he would get a lot of the credit being under a defensive-minded head coach that he would be able to potentially, you know, propel that into a head coaching job. And, hey, if you want to bring in all the hot guys who will end up becoming head coaches, as long as you have a deep enough roster in your coaching staff, you can do that. But, John, I know you were somebody that was going to be okay with Kevin O'Connell, and I do think that, It also gives you some idea of what Brandon Staley has in mind for the offense. He does come from a Shanahanian background, so he would have probably brought an offense similar to that to the Chargers, but it's still something that could potentially happen, but as of right now, it looks like it won't. Yeah, it's looking tough for it to happen, but I mean, it looks like he wants to go with guys that he knows, first of all. He's going for the guys that he knows. He's going with guys that are going to have the same mindset as him and guys that will really do their homework and know how to read and adjust which is something that O'Connell can do so it's it's starting to look like he's going to make guys that are a bunch of film study geeks and as we mentioned when we fir- when he first came he wants guys that are going to challenge him to do things he can't do that was probably something that adds on to that I'm sure O'Connell would do something that challenges his defensive coordinator during practices and stuff like that and the fact that the Rams are blocking this probably means this is probably a, a good hire if the Chargers somehow somewhere right. are able to do some loophole to get him in mm-hmm. but those loopholes are kind of hard to get through yeah and supposedly the loophole according to the nfl's rules and you know things have been constantly changing in 2020 but i do believe that if they were to make him offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach which i'm not sure you know the parameters of what that actually comes with that tag at least but supposedly they'd still be able to let him come to the charge without needing the request of sean McVay because that would still be a promotion. He'd be moving up. He wouldn't be going from offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator. He'd be going from offensive coordinator to that, as well as being the assistant head coach. So maybe that's something that the Chargers could look into and maybe potentially get around, you know, Sean McVay not wanting this guy to go. And obviously, yeah, if he doesn't want him to go, that means he really likes the guy and really values it. And if Brandon Staley wants to bring the guy in, you know that he's probably going to be very innovative and thinks along the same lines as him like you were talking about, John. But another thing that this means for the Chargers, David, is that like you talked about Michael Lombardi coming out and saying that the Chargers in their close coaching circles that he had heard from were going to force an offensive staff and that's why they were looking for a defensive coordinator head coach. And I think this move also suggests that that's not happening now. So That was just one of those things where, you know, a lot of people probably think they know what's going on in Tom Telesco's head, but I think as we've seen time and time again, you can never really be so sure. So whoever ends up coming in to run this offense, it's going to be somebody that Brandon Staley approves of, and it's probably not going to be Shane Steichen. Yeah, it's probably not. And I mean, you look at Tom Telesco's words, he said some things over the years, and I mean, for the most part, I mean, what he said, he, he stick to. I mean, he likes like his core philosophy. He likes to you know re-sign his own guys. He likes to take care of his own. He said that he would allow Brandon Staley or whoever the head coach, the new head coach was, to bring in their own staff, and it seems like that is what it's going to be. But we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, and we don't know if you know there could be some carryovers 
from the uh, the previous administration. But it seems like in the next couple of days, and I'll be eagerly awaiting the, the press conference on Thursday, as I'm sure we all will, to try to get some more insight on you know who he's going to you know probably target or what 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 some of his philosophies are going to be but it seems like he is going to be able to make that decision which i think is the benefit to uh, to everybody and to the whole organization i mean you want to if you want innovation and you want this guy to be able to carry out his vision then he needs to be able to bring in like-minded people that he trusts that he believes in that are going to be able to carry out that message well during biggest- his press conference i want to hear what he believes is the team's weaknesses i want to know what he sees in this team, I'm really hoping somebody asks the things like, "What is it you're looking to change or fix in this team?" I'm really hoping to hear what he has to say about that because I'm really wondering if he saw something like deep down that even none of us saw. Well, and if the reports are true about him, there's a good chance that he has seen a lot of those things and probably has a lot of ideas on how he would like it fixed. I guess it just depends, you know, what the questions are to him. I wish I was definitely in that Zoom call. I mean, I think soon we will be one of these days. So I wish we could ask him those questions, but I think the biggest wild card here has to be Pep Hamilton because we still haven't heard anything about him going to another place to be their coach. He's been linked to several jobs, including the Seahawks job as well as the Miami offensive coordinator as well under Brian Flores. Those are both a couple of places, you know, that would be a step up from being, being the quarterback's coach. In theory, he could still be in play to be the Chargers offensive coordinator, but now we know they're looking elsewhere. So he obviously wasn't the first option there, but could he come back in some capacity? It's looking a lot less likely. So even though John and you were talking about before the show, like there's not going to be a lot of continuity at this point, no matter what, you're losing a lot of coaches, you're bringing in a lot of new coaches, but at the same time, he was the guy that's, you know, was supposed to have worked most closely with Justin Herbert. It wouldn't be a terrible thing, especially if you could bring him back at the same position. But I just think at this point, that seems very unlikely. But we do have two more segments to get into because we're going to talk about some other guys that Brandon Staley and the Chargers have been linked to, including Tom Arth, the Akron college football coach. So we'll get into that and the hiring of Raheem Morris for the Rams coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that you're one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you would like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that your one-of-a-kind, uniquely you taxes are done right into it TurboTax Live. I also need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. All right, guys, the next part of the business here I want to get into is some more names that Brandon Staley has been linked to and some opportunities potentially coming up because of moves that the Rams have made. So we'll get into the Raheem Morris hiring, but I do want to start with Tom Arth. And this is a guy, I mean, I hadn't really heard of before he was linked to the Chargers by Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports, who is an Akron coach and has also been the head coach 
for Brandon Staley a couple times as Brandon Staley was going through the ranks as a defensive coordinator. And if you look at you know what he's been able to do at Akron, it's not very impressive. Obviously, he's taking over a much bigger school than the ones he was at before, which were Chattanooga and, and then John Carroll, which he had. Brandon Staley has his defensive coordinator, and he was supposed to actually have him at Chattanooga as well, but he actually got the job with the Bears as the outside linebackers coach after he had signed on to be the Chattanooga defensive coordinator. But if you look at what he's done recently at Akron, he was 4-8 in 2018, 0-12 in 2019, and 1-5 in, in a shortened 2020 season. So obviously not great, but I think this goes much deeper than that. And I think another part of this is, is that Tom Arth actually served as the backup to Peyton Manning for three years and has talked about being his understudy and how that helped him turn John Carroll into a very relevant D3 program. So I think all of these things could obviously be parts of the reason, John, why the Chargers could be targeting him. Obviously, he has a history of being with quarterbacks. He was a quarterback at the professional level and at a bunch of different stops, whether it was the Arena Football League or even the CFL. But I do think, you know, having that experience, you know, understudy of Peyton Manning, being a former college quarterback and professional quarterback, even though he hasn't been a good head coach, I think that Brandon Staley thinks that he can find a role for him with the Chargers. To have a little bit of comedy here, when I first looked at our, the first thing I looked at was, okay, what's his record with Akron? Let's see how that works. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Why okay, do they want this I, guy? <laughs> it pleased. And then, George at, Stewart. And, then, and then the very next thing I read was, him and Staley worked together at these di- different universities, and, and that's exactly what I thought. Is this a, the George Stewart of of the Staley era? Is this going to be the guy like, oh yeah, he sucks, but I worked with him. I want to keep him. Oh, but the he's more I read into him, yeah, the more I read into him, the more I was like, okay, you know, maybe he's not too bad. Maybe this guy actually knows what he's doing. He and then uh, the more I looked into the Akron program, they're actually in a real bit rebuild basically, so they're trying to redo the whole program. So the record kind of explains itself there. But the fact that he was with Peyton Manning, I think, gives him a lot of credibility right there. You learn a lot from a guy like that, just like O'Connell being the backup to Tom Brady. You learn a lot of stuff from a guy like that and Belichick. So Peyton Manning was the coach and the quarterback and basically carried the team. He made Jim Caldwell look amazing. So there's a lot of knowledge that had to have been gained there. This tells me Staley's really doing his homework. Like He knows people. But he's also really knows a situation that will fit perfectly. So if you got a guy with Peyton Manning's knowledge somewhere in your brain, even though it's not all of Peyton Manning's knowledge, but something that you got from him that you can give to Herbert, and you have a connection to Peyton Manning. So if in the offseason Peyton wants to donate some time to Herbert, there's a lot of stuff right here that can really help Herbert's growing. Yeah, I just didn't think when I looked him up, I'd be like, oh, actually, very good friends with Peyton Manning after serving as his backup for a few years with the Indianapolis Colts. And I was like, wait a second. Okay. Now this is starting to come into the picture here. This is obviously a connection that would be very good for Justin Herbert to have, obviously. And even if you just had to find some kind of assistant role for him somewhere on the offense for him, he gets to make the leap to the NFL level. And for, you know, Brandon Staley, you get to hook up one of the guys who gave you one of your first opportunities as a defensive coordinator, actually multiple times. So the Tom Mar thing actually started making more sense the more that I looked into it. And it seems like, yes, you know, if you're getting a quarterback who, by everything I've read about him, was a guy who picked things up very quickly, he got to see, you know, from Peyton Manning what that kind of preparation looks like. And the other thing is, is he came into the league as an undrafted free agent and ended up sticking around for a few years, which is something that is 
ridiculously hard to do as well. So, David, I obviously don't think he's going to be something very high with the Chargers. I mean, maybe they'll surprise all of us and he ends up being the Chargers offensive coordinator. But it does seem like he would be a very good resource to have around from someone who, you know, might not be the best head coach right now, Akron, in a rebuilding program, but could potentially be a very good NFL assistant helping grow Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they said that the, they had in common with uh, Arth and Staley is that they really just love coaching. They love teaching. And, you know, of course, you like I said before, you're going to want to have like-minded people. And, 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 you know, to have a coach that really, truly enjoys teaching the game i think that's something that's really important and i don't and I'm, I'm not trying to say that the chargers coaching staff before didn't you know have that with them but i think that's an important aspect we just didn't i don't think we saw a whole lot of player development here uh, in the last couple of years so i'm hoping that he's able to you know bring guys in they're going to help you know the guys on our team progress and really develop and get better so hopefully that is uh, this type of move for Arth is what that is going to be and who knows maybe he's the quarterback's coach I mean he is a former quarterback after all so I mean with that experience you guys talked about I could see that as a realistic popular excuse me a realistic option if the Chargers are going to move on from Pep Hamilton or if Pep Hamilton gets another opportunity somewhere else. Yeah, and I think the other thing that you see from this is, I mean, both of us, I mean, Frank Smith is going to be doing something with the offensive line, which will in turn help Justin Herbert. And you have to think that even though this is somebody he has connections with, this is a move made to help Justin Herbert. So I think you've seen so far with the couple of hirings that he's made that he is very much thinking about Justin Herbert and his development. But something else that happened in the league that I think really affects the Chargers is the fact that the Rams ended up going outside of the building to hire their new defensive coordinator, and that is Raheem Morris. Many people thought they were trying to promote from within, but instead they ended up going with the interim coach at the Falcons, who did a really good job with the Falcons, and the Falcons' defense was much better after he took over as the head coach, even though he wasn't good as the defensive coordinator when he only had that role with the Falcons earlier on in the season. But, John, one of the things that this does is it means that those guys underneath Brandon Staley from his former coaching staff did not get that promotion and could potentially want to jump ship now or, you know, at least be more inclined to come over with Brandon Staley. So you think about, you know, their defensive backs coach, Aubrey Pleasant. And when you talk about player development, he's done a really good job with a lot of players who didn't catch on with other teams. And the you know Rams really got as kind of rejects and really turned that secondary around along with Brandon Staley. And there's also other guys like linebackers coach Joe Barry, who's had a couple of stints already in the league as a defensive coordinator. But I do think that this Raheem Morris hiring might open the door for some of those guys to be more inclined to go along with Staley. And you have a guy like Pleasant who somehow was able to keep Jalen Ramsey kind of on the low end of his attitude. Like, I mean, right. I think that could that could speak some volumes right there alone. That's did we all player. see that video today of Jalen Ramsey just freaking out in front of Brandon Staley, and Brandon Staley just sitting there not saying anything, just holds up a finger like, "Hold on, let me show you what went wrong." And then Jalen Ramsey just stops and starts looking at it. That was so funny. Oh, that yeah, is that rare, was... man. That is crazy to be able to do that to him. <laughs> Such I mean, patience. We, like I said, we all know. I mean, I think we saw, I mean, in Hard Knocks, what kind of person Jalen Ramsey is. He's like obviously an incredible competitor, but he has a bit of a short fuse. So to be able to have that type of control and that type of ability to communicate to that guy, I mean, it's got to speak some, some volume there. Well, yeah, and the play that it happened on was a, a quick throw, kind of like pick route, basically, and Ramsey wanted someone to switch or whatever and yep. he was losing his mind on the field on the sideline and the fact that Steely just was just like no here watch this and Steely stops 
everything, drops everything, and goes, okay, let me look at this In a video. playoff game, too. Like, yeah, big and he just, stopped, he just stopped and says, oh, let me look at this video real quick. <laughs> like, like, like how, let me show you what happened. Yeah, Like, the player connection right there is huge, and Pleasant has to be a part of that as well yep. if he has to go to his position coach during, like, warm-ups and quick little position drills and not – freak out and lose his mind during that as well. There's and he coached Marcus some... Peters too, who doesn't seem like the most sane individual at times. Yeah, that too. Like there's a lot of stuff for it. just with that alone that shows that I mean Pleasant might be a guy you might want to look into. Do we have character issue type guys on this team? No, but the fact that you have a player connection where guys will respect you enough to listen mm-hmm. to you and want to work for you. That's a that's a big thing. The player connection with this team is going to be huge because once you get the connection, these guys are going to work with you, and these coaches are going to be a bunch of film study geeks. They're going to be like Bill Belichick, finding every little mismatch and weakness they can, and the players are going to want to study with them just because of that respect. And it's also a move that Sean McVay is not allowed to block, <laughs> so he wouldn't really have much say in the matter. And I think you know those guys could actually take offense to not getting moved up to defensive coordinator. I mean. That guy has been four years as the Rams cornerbacks coach. He might have felt like he had, you know, a chance to move up inside the organization. Instead, they went out of the building to replace Brandon Staley. And, you know, if Brandon Staley is bringing him in, he you know that he thinks he's a very, very good coach. And, you know, he will be the one that's helping Brandon Staley really install this new defense. And I think that would be a big help having someone who's been running, who ran it with him last year and knows how to teach these corners, what they're looking for as far as route combination and what's going to happen in the spacing between two guys that could be, you know, a streak or a wide receiver screen. I mean, all those things are so important. So I think those are a couple of names to look at as things keep progressing in this coaching search. And as Brandon Staley continues to fill out his staff, but we do have one more segment to get into because we also found out today that James Campen, the Chargers offensive line coach is not going to be back with the team in 2021. And we'll talk about what he was able to do in his one season, if it was a success or not coming up right after this. But first I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the locked on chargers podcast is betonline.ag. I know you guys are ready for some football. There was only a couple of weekends left of football. So you guys need to get in on the action now and they will even give you some free money too. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But if you guys have never bet on an NFL game or you guys bet with other websites, you know that having money on games always gives them a little bit extra juice. And now you can do that with the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust. This is where you should be putting your money in. You should be doing it with betonline.ag because they have the best prop bets. They have the best lines that you're going to get. And right now, if you guys sign up for a free account at betonline.ag you can use the promo code to locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus that's free money to play with guys all you have to do is sign up for that account use the promo code locked on all caps one word at betonline.ag all right guys well we're going to get into james Campin, but first we actually just got news as we were recording this according to nfl rumors and updates the Bears, Jay Rogers, their defensive line coach, has been requested by Brandon Staley and the Chargers to interview this week, and it could be potentially for the Chargers' defensive coordinator job. So that'll be something that we get into more probably on tomorrow's show, depending on things play out and if more credible sources come out and say that. But that is another name for you guys to be looking out for is someone that could potentially come along to Brandon Staley's staff. Obviously, he spent time in Chicago under Vic Fangio as their outside linebackers coach, so the connection is definitely there. But getting back to James Campen, I mean, this was 
Somebody we were very excited about when he ended up coming to the Chargers staff last season, and we all knew this is a guy that has a lot of work to do with this offensive line. We thought it would be improved with Trey Turner, and obviously Brian Bulaga and James Campen was Brian Bulaga's former coach, so it made a lot of sense there. But the Chargers offensive line still struggled mightily. I mean, they're you know 30-plus as far as pass rush win rate, and they pass block win rate and they were also I think 31st or 32nd as far as run blocking win rate they didn't do anything particularly well and a lot of that had to do with a lot of injuries too but obviously there's more to it than that David I mean you saw some guys that were not really supposed to get playing time like Storm Norton have a pretty good season when he had to fill in you saw you know some other guys like Sam Tevy really improve playing left tackle even though he was much worse at right tackle so how do you think his season was in a whole, even though he only really got one season to try to coach up a pretty bad Chargers offensive line? I mean, I think that's the point right there. I mean, it's kind of hard to evaluate how James Campen was going to be able to transform these guys when you really only have 16 games to look at. And also, you have to keep in mind the level of talent or lack thereof. And that he didn't the have Chargers an offseason either in his only season. Right. And it's like, man, he's behind the eight ball at, at every turn. So I just don't think it's fair. You know, to me, it's like an incomplete. I think if we're grading this on an A to F scale, it's the INC grade. It's the incomplete. You just you just couldn't get a real sense of, of how he was able to, you know, coach these guys and, and really show progression because there just wasn't enough time. So I think this is more of Brandon Staley wanting to bring in his guy than it is an indictment on James Campen's ability to be a good offensive line coach. I think we've seen him do some great work with the Green Bay Packers, and I am sure, Daniel, he is going to land on his feet sooner rather than later. Well, can we argue that maybe you saw some improvements in players individually? I mean, the offensive line as a whole, not so much, I mean, especially with injuries, but Sam Tevy did improve this year. I mean, th- no I, question. Yeah, I'll Lamp, definitely give you Tevy. Forrest Lamp did a pretty decent job this year, despite missing and a whole bunch of games. Season. It's hard yeah, to know how good he was before that because we never really saw him. <laughs> well, I mean, if you miss a bunch of games, usually you tend to you're supposed to be pretty bad, and he had he was pretty decent for a guy with very little experience. I think you have to give Campin a lot of credit, really. I mean, despite a bunch of injuries, this team was already really bad. I mean, you took a team like if you're going to use Madden grades, <laughs> you took Sam Tevy, who should be like a 20 overall, and made him into like a 63 overall. Well, and let's not forget that early on in the season, we were actually kind of praising the Chargers' offensive line. We were saying how much better they looked, how much better they were than what we expected. And, I mean, I still remember pounding the table and saying, Tom Telesco, how the hell are you going into this season with Sam Tevy as your starting left tackle? Like, how are all the alarms in the building not going off because somehow number 69 is stepping out there to protect your franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert's blind side. So I think that was pretty crazy going into it. And he ended up being one of their better offensive linemen. Like he still wasn't great. I think he only allowed, ended up, you know, two sacks last year and pretty much the entire season. He did miss some time, but not very much. So I think that was a much better player than what we saw from him on the right side, where he was just statistically one of, if not the worst right tackles in the NFL. So I do think there's some things he did well, and I do think there's also some things that he probably didn't have a chance to do very much of. And I do think, John, that, yes, we saw the individual player improvements from some guys, but I do think going back to what David's point was is just the fact that, hey, you know, the guy can only do so much with what he has. I mean, was he able to groom some later round picks into starters down the road in Green Bay? Yes, 
but that obviously took multiple seasons to do that. So obviously you have to have some talent to begin with. If you, you know, is that's the first step as far as building a good offensive line is, Hey, maybe get some guys in here that know how to play offensive line. Well, I would also say you have to have a head coach who's willing to work with what you have as well. If you have a bunch of linemen, for example, that are really good at run blocking and all you want to do is pass the ball, I mean, you're not playing into your strength here. I think you should literally just But look what if at, they're bad at everything? <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just trying to give an example that... I get what the you're head, saying. The head coach... We've seen a lot of that, too. Yeah, the head coach offensive line combo just wasn't really good, so his job is really to develop these guys and try to make them better than they were when the season started. And I believe he did that. And with all the injuries he had, I mean, he was giving Brian Belaga and Trey Turner two really good offensive linemen, just not constantly available or healthy. Not much you can do there, but what did he do with the backups? He helped them improve. He made them a little bit better. But when you come down to Anthony Lynn not putting the players in the right position, not calling plays and making the game plan that fits them, there's only so much you can do there as well. You don't always have to have great talent. You just have to be able to develop talent, and I think right. Campton did that. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Did he make a bunch of pro bowlers or anything? No, but, I mean, of course, like you said, that takes years to do, but as long as you showed that you made improvements with these players and made them better, you did your job. And I don't think of James Campton as any less of a coach. Obviously, his you know resume outside of the Chargers is where his bread and butter really is. I mean, that's what he's putting down. He's not putting, hey, I was the Chargers coach for one season. It was hey, I coach David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga and this many pro bowlers and whatever. So I do not think this was a performance-related issue by any means. This is a new guy coming in, and obviously Brandon Staley has somebody in mind for that position. And getting back to you before we wrap up the show, we'll get more into the Jay Rogers thing tomorrow, but them requesting permission to interview Jay Rogers would make it seem like he's not going to be up for the Chargers defensive coordinator job because that would be an obvious promotion and you wouldn't need to ask permission for that. So maybe a new defensive line coach in the mix and that would be in the end of Giff Smith, which, you know, at this point we don't really know about. So that is going to wrap things up for today's show. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow to get into that Jay Rogers and whatever news we have at that point. And we'll also be having Gilbert Manzano from the OC Register on the show. So we'll talk about the new coach hiring and Brandon Staley and what he thinks about that, as well as just general Chargers offseason questions as well. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page at LockedOnChargers. Also, make sure if you don't already to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, you can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. And that's always the fastest and easiest way to get the show. We're still waiting for a lot of your guys' voicemail reactions. We definitely want to do a voicemail show soon. We don't have a ton of them to you. So if you guys want to talk about, you know, some coaches that you potentially want the Chargers to bring in on their new staff, if you want to talk about the Brandon Staley hiring or whatever, make sure to call into 323 323- 524-7924 at the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back here with you guys tomorrow with Gilbert Manzano from the OC Register. We're very excited. Hope to see you guys then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.